Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Well, am I key to Catabas in such a pansy as he looks, Mr. Crook? Tap him with the hammer again, Mr. Vandemar. See if he's got any last words. Where the lady door is headed, for one. With pleasure. Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. Episode 4 The Black Friars. feel hungover at all. <laughs> no, the Angel Islington serves very good wine. And you know what? For a while there, nobody was trying to kill us. I'm sure that will remedy itself as the day goes on. Have you ever met the Angel Islington hunter? To my knowledge, he has never needed a bodyguard. No, I'm just curious. I mean, I'm trying to get back to the real London and, and my old life. And Dor, she wants to find out who killed her family. I just wondered what's in this for you. What are you after? Why would a bodyguard be called Hunter? Um, it's my name. She's playing with you, Richard. Hunter is a legend. She killed the Black Tiger. What Black Tiger? The one in the sewers under Calcutta. Oh, right, that one. Are you still hunting? Why do you think I came here? You're joking. The last challenge. The creature that defeated all my rivals. The Great Beast of London. Where exactly would this Great Beast of London be found, then? Here, in London below. You'd say that. When I acquire the spear, I shall slay the beast. How old are you, Hunter? As old as my tongue and a little older than my teeth. (laughs) You sound like the Marquis. Hey, do we know where he might be, actually? Well, no one ever knows where he might be, or with whom. I don't want to upset you or anything, but has it occurred to anybody that he might have hired Krupp and Vandermar to kill your family? Yes, it did occur to me. But he's as afraid of Krupp and Vandermar as I am. He has good reason. The Monastery Bell. We're getting closer. My work here is done, Mr. Crook. You are an artist, Mr. Vandemar. I do believe you squeezed every last drop of life out of the Marquis before he expired. I want to do the same with the Lady Door, but orders is orders. What kind of order is it to scare somebody? We should be brought to this. If she'd have been in, I would have scared her lots. I could have pulled his head off while she wasn't looking, put my hand up his throat, wiggle my fingers about. They always scream when the eyeballs fall out. But why get so squeamish at this stage in the game? I'm not squeamish, Mr. Croup. I like it when the eyeballs fall out. Peepers and tallywags. No, not you. The governor... Killer, kidnapper, scarer. Why doesn't he make up his mind? When that phone rings, Mr. Croup, we might find out. Ladies, is there any chance we can stop? My shoes are filling up with mud. (laughs) You hope it's mud. It's mud. Not far to go. Just over the bridge and we're at the monastery gates. I don't think it'll be quite that easy. The monk guarding the bridge with a quarterstaff like this. Hold fast. Tell me your names and your stations. 
I am the Lady Dor. I am Portugal's daughter of the House of the Arch. I am Hunter, her bodyguard. I'm Richard Mayhew. Wet. I am the first gatekeeper. You wish to pass? Uh, yeah. Uh, we do, actually. Look, we're soaking wet and we need to find this key. Step back! Settle down, pal. What's your problem? You... No problem, traveller. But if you set foot on this bridge, you must accept the challenge. I accept the challenge. Here is my quarterstaff. So be it. Are you all right, Richard? I'm fine. I'm just a bit winded. Curious to see who wins this, though. It shouldn't you be saving your strength for the great beast? I fought in the sewers beneath New York with the great blind white alligator king. He was 30 feet long, fat from sewage and fierce in battle. I bested him and I killed him. I fought the bear that stalked the city beneath Berlin. He had killed a thousand men and his claws were stained black with the dried blood of a hundred years. But he fell to me. He whispered words in a human tongue as he died. And I shall slay the beast of London. His tusks are razors and his hooves are thunderbolts. I will kill him or I will die in the... That's my nightmare. I dream about that thing. The, the beast. Don't distract me. You seem to have things in hand. The monk's good. Hunter's better. Comforting thing in a bodyguard. Enough! You win. Well fought. I salute you, brother. Who are they? Brother Sable. The Lady Dor, Lord Portico's daughter of the House of Arch. Hunter, her bodyguard. And Richard Mayhew Wet, the companion. She bested me in fair fight, Brother Fuliginous. Let them come up! You may pass to the second gatekeeper. You have passed the first gatekeeper of the Black Friars. I am the second. Do you accept the challenge? Yes. Yo, hang on, dude. Very well. Listen. I turn my head, and you may go where you want. I turn it again. You will stay till you rot. I have no face, but I live or die by my crooked teeth. Who am I? We have to solve the riddle. Anybody got a pen or paper? Shh, shh, Richard. Crooked teeth. Go where you... A key. The answer is you're a key. A wise one. That's two steps taken. One more to take. Father Abbott! How many of them are there? Three, Father Abbott. And has one of them bested the first gatekeeper? Yes, Father Abbott. And did one of them answer the second gatekeeper correctly? Yes, Father Abbott. So, one of them is left to face the ordeal of the key. Let him or her stand forward now. Oh, no. Let me take his place. I will face the ordeal. We cannot permit that. Well, let me get this straight. Someone has got an ordeal waiting for them, right? Somebody who didn't have to fight down in the mud and didn't get to answer your little riddle. We're talking about me, aren't we? Correct. You don't want him? Take one of us. Three of you come. There are three tests. 
Each of you faces one test. And that is fair. If he passes the ordeal, he will return to you. Right. Right. Um, this ordeal of yours, Father Abbott, how much of an ordeal is it? I mean, is it like going to visit a rather ill-tempered elderly relative is kind of like an ordeal? Or is this kind of ordeal more like plunging your hand into scalding water to see how fast it takes off the skin sort of ordeal? Yes. Father Abbott, can I call you Father Abbott? Yes. We haven't come for the tests and all that. We've just come for a key. Yes. And it's for an angel, man. Yes. Come on, you can't say no to an angel, especially a man of the cloth like yourself. Come on. Why don't we just skip the ordeal bit, right? And then we can go back, you can hand it over, and I'll tell the others that you and I consensually ordealed. This way through the portcullis, please. We're coming too. No! You stay on the bridge with Brother Sibyl. Take my arm, Father Abbott. Follow us, Richard Mayhew Wet. Richard, when our order was founded, we were entrusted with the key. It is one of the holiest and the most powerful of all sacred relics. You must pass it on, but only to the one who passes the ordeal and proves worthy. If I fail the ordeal, then we don't get the key, do we? No, my son. Would I be able to, I don't know, come back after a wee rest and, and have a second go? <laughs> if that should happen, you will in all probability be beyond caring. In here, please. Mind this step, Father Abbott. Now, smile. <laughs> that is a real antique. It's called a Polaroid camera. The Felicinus likes to use the latest technology. Yeah, uh, right. It takes pictures instantly. Oh, neato. Pin his picture up with the others. Who are the people in all the other pictures? This is our wall of those who failed. So none of them are forgotten. Wh that is our burden also. Memorial. Th these people are all dead. They failed the ordeal. God rest them. Well, don't put me up there with them yet. I'm so stupid. Three of us. I should never have come straight here. What would you have done differently if you had known? I wouldn't have brought him here for a start. I'd have found the Marquis. You trust the Carabas? More or less. Hmm. A pity he was not here to take the last challenge. <coughs> What do you care for the push of my shopping cart, Mr. Croup? The Marquis makes a surprisingly heavy call. In due course, Mr. Vandermar. Allow me a moment to confess that my soul is irked by the necessity to hide our light under a bushel. We should be hanging the former Marquis's sad remains from the highest gibbet in London below. Not tossing it away like a huge... Rats. Oh, Budgety guard. Uh, spleen? We're here. Chip him in. The sooner this business is over and done with, the happier I'll be. There's other times and other places that would properly appreciate two pair of dab hands with a garroting wire and a boning knife. Good night, good Marquis. Don't forget to write. Tip him in. <laughs> Ah! <laughs>
very sadly to reflect that there are folk wandering the streets above who will never know the beauty of these sewers, Mr. Vandermark. These red brick cathedrals beneath their feet. Craftsmanship. With cities as with people, Mr. Vandermark, the condition of the bowels is all important. Let us go await our employer's call. Father Abbott, um, the boiling water, is this part of the ordeal? Good Lord, yes. The first part of the ordeal of the key is the nice cup of tea. Here. Thanks a lot. Is it poisoned? Oh, good gracious, no. All right. Bottoms up. That's a very nice cup of tea. So this is all part of the ordeal, right? In a manner of speaking. We always like to give the seekers a cup of tea before they start. Part of the ordeal for us, not for you. It is rather nice tea, all things considered. Thank you, Father Abbott. Right, right. Would, would, would you both mind, then, if we just got on with the ordeal part of it? Not at all, not at all. Thank you. It has been pleasant meeting you. What is the... Come on, man, is there nothing you can tell me about this ordeal? Sadly, no. We lead the seeker to the door through which is the shrine. We wait out here for an hour or two, and then we remove the remains of the seeker from the shrine. Right. Well, lead on, Macduff. Brother Philogenus, the door, please. Just go through. Farewell. Dear, dear. It's Leon Macduff, actually. Now what? Hello! Hello? No, hello? You got a light or anything? Or a, I don't know, a candle maybe? Don't handle. <laughs> what is this? This is a courtesy announcement for passengers from London Underground. Please keep your belongings safe at all times and report any unattended items to station staff. Thank you. Look, Mummy. That man is sad. Don't get too near to him, Melanie. He's a tramp. Uh, Why do people like that still alive? Not enough guts to end it all. Come along, son. I beg your pardon? Hello. How are you, Richard? Gutty. You all right? Oh, man. You gave me such a... <laughs> Wait a minute. You can see me. You always were a kidder. Oh, Gary, listen, I know, I know I've been missing for a couple of days, but I can explain. I've fallen into this place called London Below. I've hooked up with this girl called the Lady Door, right? Richard. We found a... Richard. What? I'm not really here. Eh? I'm you. Talking to yourself. Uh... You're sitting on Blackfriars Station, talking to yourself. Shut up. And you know what they say about people who talk to themselves? Yeah. I'm what's left of your sanity. <laughs> Touch me. What? Go on. It's a bit weird, man. You... Oh, you're not there. Sorry, mate. But the truth is, 
This is the closest you've been in a week to reality. Get up. See that advertising display? Yeah. Look in the glass. Go on. All right, all right, all right. Oh, my God. Yeah, look at you. A week's growth of beard and a bloody great pimple on your nose. Nice hair. Stuffed any mattresses lately? It's not good, is it? Jessica? <laughs> oh, I'm afraid not. I'm still you. But you have to listen, darling. You're the closest to reality you've been. <laughs> I'm on to you. This is all just part of the ordeal, isn't it? Ordeal? It is, isn't it? You're trying to stop me getting the key for the Angel Islington. The key that'll get me home. Listen to yourself. <laughs> Can't you tell how ridiculous all this sounds? <laughs> Richard, you had some kind of, of nervous breakdown. What? I'm still me and I'm still here. I'm so sorry, Richard. No, 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 Jessica, come back. What? You still need someone to tell you what to do? Gary, you are not me. All these commuters can see is you walking up and down the platform, talking to yourself, trying to get up the courage to... To what? Ladies and gentlemen, London Transport would like to apologise for the delay to district and circle line services. This is due to a person under a train at Blackfriars Station. Of course. That. Train's coming. They're running again. Gary, 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 come back. I'm not finished with this you. This is a customer announcement. Richard, you know it makes sense. Yeah, it does in a way, doesn't it? <laughs> this makes sense. No, this, this is not real. Nobody wants you. <sighs> Nobody needs you. Door needs me. There is no door. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. She's got blue eyes and she's got really soft hair and she's. 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 why can't I remember the rest of her? Accept the world you belong to. Yeah. Walk to the edge of the platform. Edge of the platform. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. This feels good, actually. Trains are coming. Trains are coming. No, no, no. This, this isn't real. The door is real. I belong with her. Don't mind the gap. Jet. Yeah, no, don't mind the gap. Here we go. Come on, trains are coming. Jet. Anesthesia? Richard. <laughs> Hold on. Lean forward. Yeah, lean forward. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Richard. Anesthesia. That's it. Anesthesia, is that you? Richard. You're still alive. Hold on. You're, you're still alive. Hunter said you would come back. I remember Hunter said you would come back. Wait a minute. Trains are coming. No, 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 no. Trains are coming. Hunter said you would come back. This isn't real. Trains are coming. Hunter said you would come back. This isn't real. Four leaves me. Shall I call the other brothers to help you, Fuliginous, or can you carry the body? I can manage, thank you, Father Abbott. Poor creature. I am not a poor creature. Bless me. You're blessed. He, he is alive. Richard, may you wet. You're alive. <laughs> I am. I am alive. 
And I think I might be more alive than I've ever been. Unless this is just another part of the blinking ordeal. No, my son, no. Do you know what, Felicinus? Would you mind sticking the kettle on so I could murder a cup of tea? Of course, of course. <sighs> Excuse me, Richard. Don't forget the key. The what? The key? Ah, the key. Yes, of course. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, must you take it? Must I take it? Uh. Just had my ex-fiancé try to tell me to kill myself, so yeah, I think I'll take it, Paul. Very well. Door. Something's happening. Get ready to make a run for it. Poor Richard. I hope death was quick. Apparently not. Cheer up, girl. Somebody die? Still alive, then? No thanks to me. Here. The key! <laughs> the key. Don't lose it. Oh, Richard! Well done! <laughs> Not too tight, all right? I'm still a bit bruised from that whack Brother Sable gave me. May the temple and the arch be with you all on your journey through the underside. Thank you, Father Abbot. We should get moving. Can you walk, Richard? <sighs> yeah, yeah, let's go. My Lord Abbot, mm -hmm. you look troubled. Yes. We have lost the key. God help us all. Croup and Vandemar, eyes gouged, noses twisted, tongues pierced, chins cleft, throats slit. Safe. Right, it will keep her safe. Most people would be content with hiring assassins for executions. Only you, sir, would hire the two finest cutthroats in the whole of space and time and then ask them to ensure a little girl remains unharmed. Ask him, Mr. Crone. Yes. Do you remember the Marquis de Carabas? I take it that there is no such similar prohibition on extirpating the Marquis. Ah, uh, oh, I see. What did he say? He said, Mr. Vandermar, that we should feel free to do whatsoever we wished. Oh, oh blimey. Well, that's good. <laughs> Mr. Crook, you haven't given it his bodies in the sewers. <laughs> Something funny. I was just I was just thinking about the expression on the Marquis' face when we tell him that I got the key from the friars without his help. I'm sure he'll have something sardonic to say about it. And then we have to get it back to the angel. By the long and dangerous way, whatever that is. Have you got it safe? The key, yes, here. That piece of string isn't going to be safe. Don't worry, I'll get a chain for it when we get to the market. <sighs> you, in the shadows, speak or die. I am Lamia. I am unarmed. A velvet. I am so. What is your purpose here? I'm passing to pay respects to my sisters, then to the floating market. Oh, could you tell us where it is and when? Tonight, Belfast. Thank you. Belfast? You are not one of us. No. Are you the upwelder who survived the Blackfriars ordeal? Uh, word gets round fast. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be me. <clears throat> mm. I'll see you at the market. Okie dokie. Au revoir. And don't flatter yourself, Richard. Pre-Raphaelite looks aren't everything. No, no. No, of course not. Still, she was a very attractive young lady, though. Oof. So, um, <clears throat> what is a velvet, anyway? They sleep down here during the day and walk the upworld at night. Are they dangerous? Everybody down here is dangerous. 
From the velvets to the sewer folk. Sewer folk? That sounds charming. They've lived here since before the Great Stink. Which was wh- when? <laughs> Don't you know anything? Not usually. Look, sewer smell. End of story. Well, London hasn't always had sewers. The rubbish and toilet stuff used to just get flung into its rivers and streams. Up to a point, the Thames could carry it all out to the sea. But the sheer amount of people got too much for it. One hot summer, it all backed up and produced the Great Stink. So thousands of miles of sewers were built, and the sewer folk made their home at the eastern end. Well, that doesn't sound like much of a life. It isn't. They sit along the parapets over the sluice gates, fishing stuff out. You see them at floating markets, selling what they've dredged up from the sewage. You'd be amazed what they find down there. We should get moving. Belfast is a long walk. Belfast? That's a bloody long walk. Market night. What we got to show for it? Soddle. Nah, Dannikin. Look. Two gloves. Plastic leg. Dead dog. We got to do better than this. Keep looking stuff out. We just have to be late. What's that there? Lodged in the eddy by the sluice gate. Give me a bill look. Ooh. That's a body. And a fresh one. Help me some. Oh, a fine one. This is what we needed. Nice frock coat, frilled shift. Body not in the water more than an hour. Separately or of a piece, this is valuable goods. Give me them pram wheels. Let's have our fine friend off to market. Oh, mine is head. Oh. This booty will make us a fair profit. Right, Right, you lot, you listening? Yeah, listen. I am not washing my smalls a third time today. If you need to do your business, there's a hundred statues you can fly to and crap all over. Not my underwear. I'll be clear. Well, not all at once, surely. Oh. oh, Master Rat. I did not see you there. No wonder my lot scarpered. To what do I owe the pleasure, sir? No, 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 slower, slower. What? What, the sewer folk found the body? And it's definitely him. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. I got his silver box in my pocket. But I, I'm not as young as I was. I don't like the under places. I'm a roof man. I am born and bred. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, more haste, less speed. I'm going. Now, where's the market going to be? Well, you know, I can't promise anything. But I promised the Marquis I'd do what I could. And I will. Even if he is dead. In episode 4 of Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman, Richard was played by James McAvoy and Dor by Natalie Dormer. The Marquis de Carabas was David Harewood, Hunter, Sophie Okonedo, Croup, Anthony Head, and Vandemar, David Schofield. Old Bailey was Bernard Cribbins, the Abbot, George Harris, Brother Philiginus, Don Gillet, 
and Brother Sable and Sump, Abdul Salis. Lamia was Lucy Kohu, Jessica, Romola Gary, and Gary, Paul Checker. Dunnikin, Ben Crow, and the little girl, Cloda Casey. The underground announcer was Patrick Brennan, and other parts were played by members of the cast. Neverwhere Episode 4, The Black Friars, was dramatized by Dirk Maggs and directed by Heather Lama. The sound design was by Dirk Maggs, and the producer was Heather Lama. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.